Good afternoon, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again for a second time. What a privilege. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, we come to you in all humbleness. We come to you knowing that without you, we are nothing, and without you, we can do nothing. We are totally dependent on you. And thank you that you are giving us your grace. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. And thank you that you are our God, our Savior, our Father, our Head. And Father, we ask your blessing tonight on the sermon. And as my brothers have prayed before, ask you that you will loosen my tongue, that you calm my nerves, take away the fear to, to preach in English, and trust you fully. Also, that um, all here tonight would not listen maybe to the broken English, but what message you have for us tonight. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I've got good news. The sermon will be one verse shorter tonight. <laughs> it is actually Isaiah 19, 13 to 19. So it will be one verse shorter. My theme will be serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Now in Isaiah's day, the people were hypocrites. Out, outwardly, they pretended to serve God, but giving him lip service. Their hearts were far from him. Let's read verse 13 to 19. And the Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear for me is a commandment taught by men. Excuse me, Isaiah 29, oh. 29. <laughs> uh, I got it right in my notes. I gave it wrong to uh, 29, not 19, 29. The fear of English uh, will blame it on that. <laughs> Let we start again. And the Lord said, 
Because these people draw near with, the, with their mouth and honor me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me. And their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people, with wonder upon wonder. And the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the dis discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden. Ah, you who hide deep from the Lord your counsel, whose deeds are in the dark, and who say, who sees us, who knows us? You turn things upside down. Shall the porter be regarded as the clay? That the thing made should be say of its maker, he did not make me. Or the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding. Is it not yet a very little while until Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field and the fruitful field shall be regarded as a forest? In that day, the death shall hear the words of a book. And out of their gloom and darkness, the eyes of the blind shall see. The meek shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord and the poor among mankind shall exult in the Holy One of Israel. Niels, I must apologize. I know that you've chosen the, uh, uh, the hymns according to the scripture I gave to you, but um, apology. Uh, as I said, in Isaiah's day, the people were hypocrites. Outwardly, they present, uh, pretended to serve God, but they were giving him lip service. Their hearts were far from God. Verse 13. Tradition was more important than fearing God and keeping his commandments. The Lord said, their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. The end of verse 13. They did not do what God said. They followed the teaching of men and their tradition. With one of the visits of Hendrik and Ronel, the missionaries in Peru, uh, they were giving feedback and Ronel mentioned that some of the people in Peru confessed to have come to, uh, uh, to faith in Jesus, but they were still clinging onto their traditions. And as she was saying that, she, she challenged us to do introspection as a congregation and as individuals to see what unbiblical traditions we follow, which is in fact teachings of men. 
So traditions and teachings that are not in line with God's word. And um, like Ronel, I would challenge us tonight. Let us once more do, do some introspection in church to see are we doing things following tradition but it's not in line with the word of God. One man my teaching stood out for me whilst preparing this sermon and that is the one that a person can be saved by good works. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. Brothers and sisters, therefore, no sinner will be able to stand before God on judgment day with a defense. I was not such a bad person. Like the Pharisee did in Luke 18 verses 10 to 12, it reads as follows. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all I get, good works. Lord, see how, what I did, what a good person I am. Whereas the Bible teaches, we are saved by the blood of Jesus alone, by grace alone. Now, because of the people's false religion, God said he will do wonderful things with these people. Verse 14. But this wonders God is going to do is unlike the wonders God showed Israel when he delivered them from Egypt at the time of the Exodus. Exodus 15 verses 10 and 11, reads as follows. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Wonders. 
Psalm 78 verse 12. In the sight of their fathers, he performed wonders in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zawen. The wonders God promised here in our text is wonders of judgment. The Lord said, the wisdom of their wise men shall perish. The discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden. Verse 10, for the Lord has poured out upon you a spirit of deep sleep and has closed your eyes, referring to the prophets, and covered your heads, referring to the seers. So often, when we are in trouble or we facing difficult situations, we often ask God to, to do wonders and change our situation. Um, my mom passed away in 1999. But about five years before 99, she had a stroke and um, was bedridden. She couldn't do anything except talking normal and she could move her head sideways. That is all that she could do. Now, during that time, we prayed that God would do a miracle and heal her. I wasn't saved at the time, but I also prayed for her healing. Two years later, God indeed do wonders. One morning, my mom just got up and her whole body functioned normal. We were all glad and thank God for what he has done and life went on as normal. Six months down the line, she got another stroke in her sleep and she was bedridden again until she passed away in 1999. But you know what the, what the sad part is? God performed a miracle in our house with my mother, but that didn't bring me to my knees to repent and acknowledge him as the creator of the universe and the almighty God that can do wonders. I continued in my sinful life. I was like the nine leapers in Luke 17, verses 11 to 19. Jesus healed 10 leapers. Only one turned back, fell on his face at Jesus' feet, and thanked Jesus. Jesus said to him, 
Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Luke 17 verse 19. For me then, before I was saved, and the nine leapers, God was only there to help us out in times of trouble. We did not turn to him like the one did and thank him and accept him as Jesus and Christ of our lives. You know what, what was my prayer? Was to release my mother from the state that she was in. Because it was painful for me to see her like that. And therefore my prayer was that God should heal her. And that was so that I could go on with my, my life as normal. Years later, after my redemption, after my salvation, I realized how selfish my prayer was. I did not pray that God would be glorified and show that nothing is impossible that is uh, to him that is not to man. Because he did show that. The doctors couldn't do anything for my mom the first two years. And miraculously, God healed her. And then I realized a sinner cannot pray in line with God's will. Why? He doesn't know God. He doesn't have a relationship with God. He only wants what God can give him. And I was there. I was happy when my mom got healed. I thank God, but that, that it is there where it ended. I enjoyed my son and went on. But history repeated itself in the New Testament. In Mark 15 verses, nine, uh, verses 1 to 9, read by Sean. Jesus had to reprimand the Pharisees and the scribes that they are breaking God's commandments for the sake of their tradition. And God said, honor your father and your mother. Tradition taught it is not necessary to take care of your parents financially and otherwise as long as you give your tithes or your offering to God. And then Jesus quoted uh, Isaiah 29 verse 13. You serve me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. 
Now as punishment, God said, the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, the discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden. The last part of verse, of verse 14. In Isaiah 44, verse 25, God said, He turns the wise men back and makes their knowledge foolish. What happened in the Old Testament in Isaiah's time and what happened in the New Testament in Mark's time is still happening today. Tradition is placed above the word of God. Sadly, brothers and sisters, it is possible to have a heart that desires traditional beliefs and some of the traditional beliefs are not wrong, but most of the time those traditions close your heart for the grace of God. In verses 15 and 16, Isaiah had strong words for the people he spoke to. Because they thought that God did not see their hearts and doesn't know what they were doing. I think the false teachers of today must pay special attention to these verses because they are turning the gospel upside down. Let us read verses 15 and 16. Ah, you who hide, who, you who hide deep from the Lord, your counsel, whose deeds are in the dark, and who say, who sees us? Who knows us? You turn things upside down. Shall the porter be regarded as the clay and the thing made should say of its maker, he did not make me? Or the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding. Let us be aware God is sovereign. He sees everything. He knows everything. Even your heart and your thoughts. Therefore, God doesn't want lip service like the people of Isaiah did like the people in Mark's time did. He wants to be served from the heart, wholeheartedly. In Proverbs 23, verse 20, 26, God says, My son, give me your heart and, and let your eyes observe my ways. God doesn't look at the appearance like we do, but at the heart. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. In verses 17 to 19, God promises to turn the tables in favor of his children very soon. The Lebanon shall be turned in a fruitful field, 
the fruitful field shall be regarded as a forest, the deaf shall hear the words of a book, the eyes of, blind, of the blind shall see, and the poor exult or be extremely joyful in the Holy One of Israel. Judah's uh, immediate situation, the, the trouble that they found themselves in, God promised to change it soon. But it seems to me, Isaiah also describes the second coming of Jesus, which I look very much forward to. But whilst waiting for Jesus' return, which will be in a very short while, remember, with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Second Peter 3 verse 8, Psalm 90 verse 4, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it passed, or as a watch in the night. So to us, and the Christians that went before us, it might seem like a long time, but not in the Lord's eyes. He will come soon. I think there's a hymn that we sing soon and very soon. Jesus will come. Now, whilst waiting on Jesus' return, his, his children must obey the command in uh, Deuteronomy, I hope I pronounce it right, 6 verse 5, and Matthew 22 verse 37. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and with all your mind. That is what we must do whilst waiting on the Lord's return. And when you do this, you will be able to serve the Lord wholeheartedly and do as it is written in Psalm 9 verse 1. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all your wonderful deeds as well as in Psalm um, 111 verse 1. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Therefore, we must ask God like David in Psalm 51 verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. However, Proverbs 4 verse 23 places a responsibility on us. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Hear the promises of God for those who serve him wholeheartedly. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9 for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those 
whose heart is blameless toward him. Jeremiah 32 verses 38 and 39. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. Do you confess to be a child of God? I have a question. Are you a man or a woman after God's heart? Who do all his will, like David in Acts 13, verse 22. For those who doesn't or haven't bowed the knee before the Almighty God yet. It is written in Deuteronomy 4, verse 28 and 29. And there you will serve gods of woods and stone, the work of human hands that neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him. If you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. Now here, the verses that I just read, uh, the passage is about Israel who turned away from God and worshipped idols. But the Lord said, there where you are, if you search after me with all your heart and with all your soul, you will find me. So if you are in a difficult situation that you don't know to go left or right, look up to where your help comes from. Just there where you are. God said, um, but from there, you will seek the Lord of your God and you will find him. God will come through for you. Whatever situation you might be facing. But he must be the keeper of your heart. And God's promise still stands today. Seek him. And you will find him. First, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and he will act everything you ask of him. Father, thank you very much for your word. Thank you that we could hear that you wanted to be, to be served wholeheartedly you don't want to be served with a divided heart, but with an undivided heart. And therefore, my prayer this afternoon is that you would help us to seek you. And thank you if we seek you with all our heart, with all our soul, we will find you. Because... You are there waiting for us. Amen.